Now connecting you to the College Sports Connection Podcast. everybody welcome back to the college sports connection podcast i'm your host alex the captain joining me as always aj the guru hey what's going on everybody welcome back aj this has been a crazy week so far it has you know it's not like a whole lot of things have gone on it's just a lot of weird things a lot of weird things for sure yeah a lot of a lot of stuff going on we uh you know off the basketball or off off the college subject we talked about this the other day we can talk about it briefly tonight Mm -hmm. is the the last dance Yes. Uh, on ESPN, I don't know who, who got to watch that, and if you didn't watch it, watch it. It was worth every second of it. I thought there were so many things in that show that I had never, I never knew. Michael and, Jordan is far more of a bad man than I ever expected him to be. Right, and I didn't realize that Scottie Pippen was the hundred second, hundred second second highest paid player in the league or something like that. Yeah, and oh yeah, I I didn't know a lot of that, so I thought it was really cool. Yeah, they did a really nice job with it. I love, I mean, we all know the story, you know, how Michael Jordan won six titles with the Bulls, Mm -hmm. you know, retired, came back, won a few, like, I mean, we, everybody knows that story. I mean, he's considered the greatest player in the history of basketball, but I, I think I loved all the footage and all the, like like you said, all the unknown like factors, like with Scottie Pippen and, you know, just all these things. And I saw a stat the other day, uh, it was, he was what seven year contract for eighteen million dollars? Is that eighteen million? Yeah, yeah. And it, when you think about it too, you know, and I didn't know about this about his family either. He had a bunch of siblings. Mm-hmm. He had a brother who was in a wheelchair. His father was in a wheelchair, mm-hmm. and so you know, eighteen million dollars, you know, in his mind was a lot of money. But then when you first off, his agent has to be the worst agent in the face of the earth. Terrible contract negotiation. Oh, for sure. Now. And that, that's another thing I got out of this. Jerry Krause was an awful, awful GM. Like, and it sucks for him right now because he's since passed, so he mm-hmm. can't defend himself. Right. So he's just going to get constantly roasted for everything. And he was, I didn't, you know, we obviously all know about the greatness of MJ, but he could literally tell his boss to go F off and not get fired or not well, exactly. get suspended and not get fined. Like well, exactly. that's the power MJ had. And he proved that over Kraus too. Cause there was, a, a, they showed it in the footage too, the dislike and the discretion between the two. Uh, MJ even said it in his hall of fame speech. He goes, I don't know who invited Jerry Kraus here. Yeah. Like, I, I, yeah. <laughs> like he said that. And then he would make short jokes. Uh, something about those, those pills you taking, making you short and something like those diet pills, making you short, something like mm-hmm. that. So really, and 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 Kraus came from baseball. He was a scout for right. the White Sox. Mm-hmm. And then Reinsdorf, the owner, was asking around about this guy because Kraus came up to him and said, "Hey, I would like to be GM." And everybody told Reinsdorf, "No, stay away from this guy." Well, he ended up going with him, and then you know the rest is kind of history. But then him getting upset about Jordan's minutes when he was hurt, 
you know, that whole fiasco. Right. And so I, he was just bad. And it was, I mean, obviously, like I said, he's, he's since passed. I think he passed away in 2017 or something like that. So he can't defend himself now. Right. But just seeing Twitter, because Last Dance trended for probably two or three days. So, uh, at, well, and here's my thing is you're, you're talking about Last Dance trending on Twitter right now. And I think one of the first things that came to mind when I sat down and finally watched it was, Everybody rakes LeBron James over the coals, maybe deservedly so in some people's opinions. I don't necessarily agree with that mind, mm-hmm. mindset or that thought process, but people rake him over the coals all over social media. I can only imagine after seeing this documentary, if social media was as prevalent back in the mid-90s, just how badly MJ would be raked over the coals. It, it would exactly. be just as awful. I mean, because... Everybody has their opinions. Everybody has this. Everybody has that. And it just absolutely blows my mind the amount of stuff you could get get away with saying and doing, you know, what, 25 years ago now. Man, that's, yeah. that's crazy to think and about. And it's interesting, too, because MJ wouldn't have had Twitter. He was an all-business guy, you know, so he wouldn't have been on there harping people or, or anything like that. And Pippen wouldn't have. The only person who probably would have would have been Rodman. Honestly, mm-hmm. he didn't come till later on. Which the second or it seemed the third and fourth episode more get into him, mm-hmm. and then you know, kind of backtracking to uh, Jerry. Uh, why, why am I Kraus? Um, I don't know why I skipped his yeah, name. Yeah, yeah Kraus. <laughs> telling Phil Jackson that this is going to be your one year. I don't care if you go eighty-two and zero. This is going to be your final year. Just it's like just you don't nuts. do that. <laughs> like you don't do that. No. Not a guy all. who won constantly, who constantly won championships and who built Chicago, the Bulls. I didn't know the Bulls were as in disarray as what they were before MJ got there. Oh, it was, as, it, was it was a disheveled the, mess. Yeah, they were almost forced out of town because of attendance. And they were called, it was a, called a cocaine circus. Like, I didn't, I didn't know they were that bad. And, you know, because everybody were either a Bulls, Cubs, or Sox fan, or even you know, the Blackhawks had their passage in there too. But you didn't care about the Bulls. Right. And then MJ came to town in his first two years. I think took him to the playoff in his second year. So, I mean, and, and everybody wants to talk about uh, And I feel like this documentary is just going to help people really solidify who they think the greatest player in basketball history is. I think so, between, too. Between Michael Jordan and you know LeBron, obviously. But you look at the teams that Michael Jordan – played with like i mean you think about the detroit pistons teams and just how nasty they were like those guys played mean and aggressive and just how he had to adjust his game just to beat them that's impressive i don't care who you are that exactly just knowing you had to do that to to beat the bad boys of detroit like which that's what's gonna be exciting in the third and fourth episode mm -hmm. they'll be getting more into the bad boys and i'm so pumped for that i yeah and it's it's that's going to be really interesting because that's where it gets more you know, more intense, more fierce. That's where championships really start to come in. And if you guys know the history of the Dream Team, Isaiah Thomas was left off of that team, but Chuck Daly, the Bad Boys coach, mm-hmm. was the coach of the Dream Team. Yeah. And so you know, MJ was pretty much essentially said he didn't want Isaiah on the team, or if he was, he wasn't going to play. And so I'm sure that's brought up here too. Like, you know, they've shown a few snippets and some highlights and it's just, you know, it's physical as all hell. Mm-hmm. So I think well, and that's the, the, that's the other thing that. too, is the yeah. NBA was so physical back then. Not saying that it's not now, 
but the most physical player in the league right now has to be LeBron. Sure. And you had to get, you know, guys back then were driving the lane a little bit more. They weren't settling for three pointers like they do now. So the inside post was a lot more physical, Mm -hmm. you know, because they even talked about it too early on. You know, a lot of guys in the league didn't think Jordan would be successful because he wasn't six, nine, you know, or seven foot. Right. Like a lot of those guys were back then. And so, well, he still was able to start penetrating, penetrating the lane and, you know, made just about every basket, it seemed like. I still say Michael Jordan's greatest accomplishment was bringing the Toon Squad back from halftime and beating the Monstars. That's an underrated. That's an underrated game, and you know if they don't talk about that, I don't know. I think they missed out on a lot. I, I mean, they they. I really hope that they do shed a little bit of light on that because he I, he I and Bill Murray. See, yeah. Oh man, so good. Well, I saw something on Twitter the other day in regards to that, and you know, and then I can. I guess we can move on after that. But I saw something in regards to that where somebody said ESPN is doing us a massive disservice if they don't talk about MJ coming back out of retirement because of space jam. Like, and I'm just like, yes, absolutely. Like that needs to be talked about. That could be its own 30 for 30. Can you imagine? Can you just imagine like a legit 30 for 30, like with those voice actors and everything, that'd be great. Agreed. So agreed. Well, we'll leave the last dance at that because we'll get into it more next week with episodes three and four. Staying on the basketball theme here, uh, Notre Dame's Muffet McGraw. She retired today after 33 years up in South Bend. Such um, a great career. Such a phenomenal career. And, you know, last maybe two years or so, they've really started kind of going downhill mm-hmm. uh, as a basketball program. Because, I mean, they were on top for so many years uh, with Stanford and UConn, Texas A&M. You mm-hmm. know, they, they were there. Right. So the past year or two. They've really struggled. And, you know, 33 years at one place is an incredible feat in itself. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, as we talked a little earlier, I mentioned to you, having being from Ohio being, and then growing up here in northern Indiana, only 20, 20 minutes south of Notre Dame, I went to basketball camps at Notre Dame just about every year. And Muffin McGraw always had the camp. So we'd always go up there with the women's team and, and go to camp. And I said, I have to text my parents and see if I have a picture with her because I'm sure I do. Mm-hmm. This is uh, that would, I would have been, you know, seven, eight, ten years old, somewhere in there, going yeah, to those absolutely. camps. But right here in her statement, she goes, "It has been my great honor to represent the University of Notre Dame these past thirty-three years as basketball coach." Uh, but my time has come to an end. As your coach, I want to thank Monk Molly and Father Jenkins, who's a phenomenal guy in himself, uh, for giving me the opportunity to coach the game I love at the university I love. I have learned so much about leadership and as many from my many athletic directors with whom I have served with. Uh, and this, uh, I want to thank Jack Swarbeck as well, the new athletic director for his unwavering support. And it kind of goes on to thank everybody else here. But a phenomenal career on her end. She uh, has won national championships. She won two, correct? Two, yeah, one back in. The early two thousands, I remember Ruth Riley was on that team, which she mm-hmm. was incredible. Yeah, I think that was that was around the time I was going to those camps. Okay, it was around her time. Uh, so yeah, Ruth Riley, and then was it three four years ago? I think as well. Well, they they I know that they this year they, they were w- thirteen and eighteen, but the last two years they've made the final four. Yeah. Um. So it's been it's the the second one was pretty recent within the last probably I think eight years. She won two thousand one, two thousand eighteen. Yep. Okay. So there we go. Yep. She had so, seven championship appearances and two national championships, 01 and 18. 
Her overall record was one nine oh five and two seventy eight, uh, two seventy two over thirty two seasons. That's nine final fours, seven championship appearances, and two national championships. Yeah, I'm well, and you look at her. She was named the AP Coach of the Year four times. Uh, she won the Naismith Coach of the Year award three times. Like you said, two national titles, and while she was still coaching, she was inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Just the 13th female coach ever. Like, that's such a crazy thing. Um, what mm-hmm. doesn't get talked about is her record at Lehigh. She uh, was 88 and 41. Right. And she was the second winningest coach, active winningest coach prior to her resignation, which is just 33 years. That's a long time. That's it a is. That's a great career. She- Two national championships, nine NCAA regionals, uh, five ACC tournament championships, six ACC regular championships. Mm-hmm. Of course, they go back to the Big East with her too. So three Big East regular seasons, Big East tournament, and then the MCC uh, with Lehigh five times, and then five regular season uh, MCCs. So it'd be a four-time coach of the year, three-time Naismith. That's incredible. Hall of Fame induction in 2017. Mm-hmm. So phenomenal for her, uh, for her. She actually went to St. Joseph's University. Uh, uh, did she play there? Yeah, she played there. Yeah, she was she a guard. There. Yeah, she was a guard there for uh, for St. Joseph. So congrats to her on mm-hmm. her retirement. Absolutely. I, I see her staying in South Bend now. Well, and that's yeah, what she's... one of the articles I saw. Uh, they said that she was going to stay uh, attached to the university and then just work in the community as well. Yeah, she – Tell you what, though, she has the things she's done for the South Bend community is just unbelievable. Mm. Uh, the women's team in general, for years and years and years, has they have probably been out of all the Notre Dame athletic teams, they've probably been the one team that's been more, most in spotlight than any other team. They are out in the community all the time doing some phenomenal work, and uh, it's been like that for as long as I can remember. And I'm sure that'll continue on because they'll they'll hire the best of the best because they've only known the best. I know she's not Mac or Big Ten, but man, I'd love to have her on the show. Oh yeah, like we'd have to go through a lot of people to get her on. A lot of people, but man, can you imagine just hearing the stories? I mean, you know, sure. we talk we talk all the time about having Ricky Stokes on and the incredible stories we got from him, but just mm-hmm. to hear her thirty three year coaching career and what we could she do got that in one see, episode, I think. Oh yeah, for sure. That's that would be such a cool thing. But like you said, congrats to her. I mean, a very, very decorated career to a very deserving woman. I hope that she really enjoys her retirement. Absolutely. Oh, let's move on to the next topic here of the night, which is the NFL. Yeah, let's go to the NFL. We got the draft tomorrow. We do have the draft uh, tomorrow. And that got chained that got shaken up really quickly yesterday. Yeah. By the Tampa did. Bay Buccaneers and the New England Patriots. Yeah. And that deal happened so quickly. Mm-hmm. Or made well, it seem like anyway. Now, well, maybe they've been in talks me. for a little while. Well, I remember you texted me yesterday and like just like with a side eye kind of thing. And then like mm-hmm. 30 minutes later, ESPN was deals finalized. You know, he's traded. Just couldn't believe it. So for those mm-hmm. of you living under a rock, Rob Gronkowski, the former Arizona Wildcat tight end, former New England Patriot, Former WWE wrestler is current, now current. Oh current, yeah, current well, technically. He he's a twenty four seven champion still, yes. which we'll get into that here in a little bit. Yes, is now coming out of retirement at the age of thirty, 
to come back to the NFL and play with Tom Brady down in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is getting somebody special in Gronk. My concern for them is they're putting so much stock in him. I mean, they're even talking about trading OJ Howard big time now. Like that seems to be a big push. Yeah, because that was the push before he even got there, too. Mm-hmm. And if you look at Gronk's contract, it's only what a one-year, ten million dollar deal. Yep. So it frees up a lot of cap yeah. space for New England. Yeah, it does. It does. And they got to pick a seventh round. Or no, they got a fourth round. And yeah. New England sent a seventh round and Gronk down to Tampa. Only Bill Belichick could pull a deal like that. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. Nobody should ever in their right mind send a fourth round pick to get a guy who's been retired. Right. Like that, that just shouldn't happen. So Bill Belichick, whatever you do, however you negotiate this hats off to you. That's nobody else in the league could do, do that. Honestly. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it makes you wonder too. I think Gronk, he didn't retire from football. He retired from Bill Belichick. Yeah. That's what it kind of seems like here. And you got that inclination to a Tom Brady being the reason kind of why he left New England was, all right, been here, done this, let's go on somewhere else. Yep. And when you're at one place for 20 years, like uh, Brady has, or 18, however long it's been, that makes sense. Yeah. You'd want to go, I mean, especially when you, you don't want to retire in Boston, you want to retire in Florida, like everybody else does. Mm-hmm. So you know, that's what he's going to do. And then Tom Brady gets kicked out of a park because he's out practicing outside. I saw that. It's like, Tom, what are you doing, man? Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah. Well, and but, what, well, I was just going to say, what, what's kind of interesting to me is you really think about it. You know, Tom, you know, like you said, he spent 20 years in New England, giving them the best and cringeworthy years of his career, which, to mm-hmm. be fair, he really hasn't had many cringeworthy years. And now he's going to it, and they and they refused to give him help the last two years. In fact, they just kept stripping help away from him. And if I'm Julian Edelman right now, I'm heated about this. Mm-hmm. I'm absolutely livid. Like I lose Brady. Now Gronk comes back. I want to go play with Brady. That's my boy. They were so close, and somebody reported it yesterday that Edelman unfollowed Brady on Instagram. Um, I did, I did a little bit of searching. turns out that was true. Looks like he's following him again. Mm. Uh, so I'm sure it was some kind of a publicity stunt or whatever. Sure. But it's just, if I'm Edelman, I'm heated. If I'm a new England fan, which I am, I'm just confused. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's, then you look it's at it different. too. It's not like Gronk was, he wasn't going to play for new England anyway. Mm-hmm. So and you got a, you got more than what you had originally with the draft pick. Right. So you know, the Gronk thing's not that big of a deal because I said if Brady's not in Tampa, Gronk's not coming back anyway. Right. And if he does, he's definitely not coming back to New England. Exactly. So, but I'm just ready for the uh, the beach parties down there. They're gonna be great. Oh man, Gronk's gonna he's gonna go wild. Exactly. Then we talked about that's the real reason he he wanted out of Boston. There, the beaches weren't as good. That's possibly. That's possibly. <laughs> but the WWE did come out with a statement yesterday regarding Gronkowski. He goes, congrats to Rob Gronkowski and the current WWE 24-7 champion on his return to football. Per rules of 24-7 title, Gronk must defend his championship at all times at any location. He could be celebrating a touchdown pass from hashtag Tom Brady anytime, anywhere. So, 
I hope in the WWE headquarters, or they're not headquarters, but their training facility is in Tampa mm-hmm. and not far from the stadium. Right. So, you know, obviously this will be taken care of before the season starts. Sure. But Hard Knocks will be phenomenal in Tampa this year. And you is have who's somebody, doing it this year? I have no idea. I don't think they've okay. announced yet. Okay. Oh, but, man. Can you imagine? Or I, I'd love to see Tampa, or I'd love to see. Oh, I don't even know who else I'd honestly want to see right now. I think the Raiders again would be cool because they're moving to a new city. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to see New England just, and you know it'll never happen because Belichick runs such a tight ship, but I'd love mm-hmm. to see New England trying to break in a new quarterback and a whole new offense. I think Tennessee would be good too. I think Tannehill would get big money. Oh, for sure. Being a big quarterback. Kansas City would be fun. Mm-hmm. Buffalo would be good with Stephon Diggs there now. And it's one thing too; Bills fans are going to be excited about it, and so are uh, Jets fans. Oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, so, Jets and the Bills. I mean, they're arguably the two contenders in the division. I I think New mm-hmm. England probably finishes third. Yeah, it's possible. Which it's is very crazy possible. to think about after a ten-year run of dominating the division after eighteen division championships. Now, do they go out and sign a Cam Newton or a uh, Jameis Winston? Not a Jameis Winston. I don't think. I don't think um, Josh McDaniels can work with Jameis. He I, did get LASIK surgery, so he can see now. Well, yeah, he saw Brady taking his starting spot. That's what he saw. Exactly. <laughs> he, did you see his statement about that? He was honored. He's like, man, the goat came down here, and took my spot. I'm cool with that. I did see that. I thought that was kind of cool. Little, little classy of him. So I, I can respect it. But uh, no, I, I, I think, I think they, they look to the draft. I think Jordan Love has to be the guy that they're looking at in the first round as a quarterback. But there's also Jacob Eason out of Washington. I think he, he would be a solid piece in the second round for New England to really eyeball. I just, I just don't know what's going to happen. This draft is so weird and we can get to that mm-hmm. here in a second, but this draft is just absolutely it's we're going to see record viewing numbers just because people miss sports. Yeah. We're going to see. That's what was great about the, uh, the WNBA last dance draft. because it was, Oh well, yeah. The last too. dance. Cause it was sports on and everybody was watching it. Mm-hmm. So everybody who was watching it could pay attention and see what's going on. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and whatnot. And speaking of Tom Brady, it became official today, too, that he, Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, and Peyton Manning are all playing in a golf outing. Uh, what day is that? I saw the announcement. I didn't see the date. They're raising money for COVID-19. Uh, it'll be exclusively on TNT. Okay. I think it's in May, I think, is what okay. I saw. Okay. Yeah, that'll that be fun right. to watch. It's got to be better than Tiger versus Phil a couple of years ago. That was awful golf. Well, now are they going to do? Are who who are the pairings, or are they? Just, is it a four man scramble? Uh, it looks like. I mean, it looks like Tiger and Peyton, Phil and Brady. Nice. Okay, that's what it looks like. Well, Brady so, Brady's quite the golfer. For those who yeah. don't know, is uh, he golfed so, in high school, and then when he was playing at Michigan, he he was all when he wasn't at the big house, he mm-hmm. was over at the golf course. He was he worked and, for him, but then he was always just golfing. So he's he's Peyton's a, a hell of a golfer too. Oh, Peyton, I, I love their relationship. By the way, yeah, They're, they had a great episode of Peyton's Places, in which was surrounded by golf in Jim Nance's backyard. Yeah, 
oh man, Jim Nance. I I loved I loved his involvement and in all that and helping them orchestrate it at his house. Like that was just so cool. And just people can talk about the Brady and Manning rivalry, whatever. At the end of the day, those guys were so close. I mean, they became such good friends. And it's one of those things I really appreciate that as a football fan, mm-hmm. seeing these guys go at it for 18 years become close and become good friends. And that I I don't know. I, I have a lot of respect for Peyton Manning. I actually have a Tom Brady Peyton Manning autographed photo here at the house. Mm. And it's one of my favorites. It's hanging up in my in my sports room with all my sports memorabilia. And it's just one of my favorite photos. Because yeah, it's two that's an era of quarterbacks. Yeah, that's an era of quarterback you may never see again. Oh, for sure. That, no, that high competitive level. No, not at all. Um, what else we got going on in the sports sports world? We mentioned the draft. You know, we, if you guys listened to our episode last week, we did our mock draft with the Beard Brothers. It was a lot of fun. A lot right. of fun. Yeah, they uh they came with some knowledge. I think we we came with some of our own, and I think the teams that we picked were pretty solid. Those were yeah. Those, I mean, those were solid picks for each of those teams. I mean, we all knew what we were talking about. They did their research. We obviously did ours. And I, I, I think, did mine like five minutes before, but it worked. yeah. But you, you have a, I think, arguably one of the better sports minds out there. I mean, you just know names, and I mean, you know everybody under the sun because you either know their brother or you were in their wedding or you know whatever it is. You just know yeah. everybody. So, <laughs> um, hey, it works. Hey, I'm, Ooh, I'm let's not get into. Uh, all right, let's get into ECHL hockey. I got to talk about the Toledo Walleye here real quick. Yes, go for it. Today, yes, because we talked about this uh, yesterday, you and I did. Mm-hmm. They have, uh, Next winter, or the we, winter this fest. coming December, the 26th and the uh, 31st, Winterfest is going back to Toledo. And speaking of knowing things and having done things, I worked the first Winterfest. Yes. I did my internship with the Walleye. Mm-hmm. That would have been 2015, 16, something like that. And so they announced the games this year. Uh, Toledo is going to play the Wings, mm-hmm. which they are Kalamazoo. Yeah, the Kalamazoo Wings. Yeah, Kalamazoo Wings. And they're going to be playing the Indy Fuel as well. They'll be playing the Wings on the 26th, the day after Christmas. Mm-hmm. I might actually have to go to that because I'll be in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the 31st against the Indy Fuel. Now, if you get a chance to go to this, you have to go. It is so much fun. Mm-hmm. We uh, they're, They have pictures from the last time uh, they did it. And uh, I worked it for a week, and we had a blast. Because they had not only Walleye playing, but they had BG played. Uh, I think Adrian College came down and played. A couple of mm-hmm. schools from Michigan came down and played. Then they had some high school games, and then they divided up the rinks. The rink and made like three small ones for Little League play. It was just an all-day from 7 a.m. till midnight uh, of hockey and free skating and stuff like that. So it was an absolute blast. And I encourage you guys to go do it. Uh, go check it out because uh, what they well, how they do this is every couple of years they tear out the sod of the stadium and then replace it for the following baseball season. Well, they're going to be tearing it out this year, and then they just put the rink back on it. And this is the same rink the Red Wings used uh, when they played outdoors in Ann Arbor. Oh, okay. It's the it's the same rink, and so uh, you know they'll bring that down. Uh, I'm assuming it's the same one. But it's really cool looking kind of behind the scenes of it, the big massive generators they had sitting behind it. Yeah. You know, pumping that cold air in there, you know, those freezing temperatures to keep that ice nice and cold. And one day it rained and the ice was so slippery. Oh, my uh, goodness. It was brutal, but it was really cool. I'll have to post some pictures that I have from that uh, 
We'll yeah, throw them up, up on, on the our Twitter. Twitter page. Uh, but yeah, I guess check that out. It's so much fun. And I mean, minor league hockey is just a blast in general. Here in Fort Wayne, we have the, the Comets. But mm-hmm. when Toledo's in town, I always go to that game. And I haven't been to Toledo to a, for a game in a while up to the Huntington Center. So I definitely need to do that here. Mm-hmm. Well, it'll, end up being, it'll end up being next season because they're uh, shut down for the year. Well, I was going to say, yeah, when uh, mm-hmm. when they resume play this next season, come on up. We'll uh, we'll do some stuff for the show for it. We'll make it happen. Uh, well, oh, let's talk about minor league baseball as well. Yeah, yeah. I sent you a great article yesterday uh, out of the Fort Wayne uh, news station here, Wayne TV. Uh, Mike Nutter, who's the president, which I said owner of the team. He's the president. He's yeah. not the owner. Yeah. Uh, the Padres I, I technically own the team, right? Exactly. He, uh, I had him on my radio show about two years ago, and we talked to minor league baseball and had a great conversation about it. But this article, I got to see if I can find it here again. I was going through our text here. But essentially talking about, you know, possibly a lost season for minor league baseball. Here in Fort Wayne, we have the single-A tin caps, the mm-hmm. single-A affiliate to the San Diego Padres. But right here, uh, Mike Nutter is surrounded by questions everywhere as he goes for these days. Uh, the longtime president of the Tin Caps is planning for each scenario he can imagine, but essentially talking about how minor league games, you know, looking at a bleak future here, because we had some awesome, you know, let's see here, attendance in minor league baseball games last year was more than 41.5 million. A 2.6% increase over 2018 for the 15th straight year with four, over 14 million fans, which that's just awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. No, that's phenomenal. Uh, Mike Nutter here. I'm still holding out hope. There's also a way to be realistic in the changes we face over the next couple of months that are pretty severe. Uh, so we're just going, it's not just us, but it's going to spread out throughout the country. And this, that's actually from the Durham Bulls uh, vice president as well. Uh, well, they the, uh, the Bulls have been arguably one of the. I think the article said one of the like most popular teams in minor yeah. league baseball. Yeah, they're the same division as the are the uh, Wall or not. I get all my teams mixed up here. Toledo, <laughs> um, Hens, They're the same division as them. But the it seems like Triple A teams would be okay because mm-hmm. those guys are major league contracts. Well, you get yeah. down to the single and the double A, high low uh, ball. It's going to be really interesting to see how those guys what happens, and so. Well, they're talking about what cutting from 160 to 120 minor league teams. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so there's going to be a lot of affiliations changing up. Yeah, and you know, it, and that's really going to be based all off attendance, I believe. Mm-hmm. You know, Fort Wayne does a great job of getting people into the stadiums, but I don't know how like El Paso does. You know, the Chihuahuas down there. Right. Well, they were so, talking about Chattanooga being one of the teams that they were going to cut, and that's a Reds affiliate. For me yep. as a Reds fan, that's yeah. so that'll be interesting to see how that how that works out. Yeah, right here, uh, Fort Wayne, Columbia, and Chattanooga have avoided furlongs and layoffs so far. Mm-hmm. Each of the teams was a, or approved for a paycheck protection program loan from the United States government. Chattanooga, however, has been mentioned as one of the teams that might lose their affiliation. As Nutter and company wait for more definitive picture. The team's president remembers the priorities he discussed during one of his last month in-person staff meetings. Uh, we just kind of looked at everybody and said, most, the single most important thing is everybody in this room. We love you guys. We appreciate you're our employees and you're our number one 
is uh, our number one is to the people and the families who work with us. Number two is the health, like health benefits, things like that. We will come up with the rest of a list later. So that kind of ends the uh, the story here. But yeah, I, I think minor league baseball at that single A and double A level is really going to suffer. And I mm-hmm. honestly, I don't know if they'll be able to even play, to be honest with you. Yeah, I... I, I don't know. It's uh, it's pretty pretty incredible to see, and I know that this wasn't necessarily a decision spawned by COVID nineteen, but you can't help but think that had we avoided this, maybe they'd only be cutting ten, maybe fifteen teams. You know. Yeah, and I think too, as minor league sports, you know, because it's so inexpensive to go. Yeah. You know, you can get a ticket for five bucks, a beer for seven. You know, those teams, those teams who don't draw a lot of people, those affiliates are probably going to, you know, like those Chattanoogas, mm-hmm. you know, because the chances of those guys making it to the big leagues are slim to none, really, if you think about mm-hmm. it. There's been, you know, you get that occasional stud who gets through there. Uh, but I can see a lot of those teams being dissolved over the next three to five years. Which is that, wasn't that something at the government level a couple of, or this year, too? The government was getting involved with minor league baseball. Well, yeah, there it was something, and I don't, and I don't want to misspeak on what the government was doing or not doing, but there was something about signing players from like Cuba and from you know the islands and stuff like that. So there was, there was something, something about that, and I'm not terribly well versed in it. So if, I mean, we could talk about it once, once I do a little bit of research. But yeah, I remember that, that, that being a big headline that the government yeah. and baseball were like going to blows again yeah it was like a headline for like a week and then it went away yep so another baseball news alex cora from the uh formerly the boston red sox was officially suspended today which i thought he already was suspended so i thought he was too well i think the team suspended him i don't think major league baseball had suspended him yet that maybe that's what it was uh they also lost a second round draft pick too is that what it was yeah I, i didn't read all the way deep into it here yeah, they lost uh, a second round draft pick from that whole fiasco as well, which is just geez. nuts. That's wild. And then A Rod and J Lo have uh, retained a JP Morgan Bank to possibly buy the Mets. Can you imagine? That could be interesting. <laughs> well, and that you, you mentioned it yesterday. How many free agents are going to fly there just so they can say they played for A Rod? I'd be saying I played for J Lo. I mean, fair. I mean, right. we're guys. That's fair. But like just, guys, guys being dudes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, but I think I think I think it's an interesting thing, and I think this is a this is a huge move for A Rod and J Lo to sit here and sure. say, "Look, we want to own a franchise. You know, we want to own a franchise who's a little bit down on kind of themselves and whatever." In a, in a big market. But that's the key: is a huge market, yeah. and in New York, marketing is everything. Yeah, you get you and just those J-Lo's names will New get York butts girl. and seats. Well, exactly. And, so, and then I don't. We'll go, go back to football here real quick. Did you see Percy Harvin's video? I did not. I saw. He was I saw running, he posted one, but I didn't see he it. He was running up a uh, like a circular uh, car uh, parking garage, like running uh, running up the ramp. Mm-hmm. I saw a tweet earlier. I'll have to find it again. I can't remember who. I think it was Warren Sharp tweeted it, but it said something about he's trying to audition to be Mark Wahlberg's assistant on the Italian job or something like that, the way he was running. It was mm-hmm. wild. Probably not the best promo video 
Oh, sure. Uh, trying to get back in the league, but he's been out a couple of years, three years, I think now. Yeah, something, so, two or three years, yeah. But he's, like, he's in Stay training, trying to get in man. shape. <laughs> yeah. And he's got one of those guys, too, who didn't have the career. He only thought well, he was injury. He took injuries, you know. Yeah, I mean, he was hurt all the time. I mean, he he never had the productivity. Like, he had a few years of st- solid productivity, but he never had the productivity that you expected when he came out of Florida. Because mm-hmm. he was a machine down in Florida. I mean, that that whole team was, though. I mean, he was kind of like the original H-back. Yeah, like Percy Harvin was great. But then just for whatever reason, just couldn't stay consistent in the NFL. He was a, in Seattle? Seattle. I think he was in Buffalo. Um, trying to think where all he played. But, yeah, I mean, uh, did he play for Minnesota? I don't remember. Oh, yeah, Minnesota, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, he just, yeah, I don't know. He, he had an interesting career. Yeah. The, he was drafted by the Vikings, went to Seattle, the jets, and then stopped playing with the bills after 2016. Mm, okay. So yeah, three seasons. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a lot of the interesting to see too. I mean, I don't know if a team was going to take a, you know, he's not, he won't be somebody who comes in until, you know, after, you know, late camp. Or right. something like that. Well, and he but, was a first. Uh, he was a former first round pick, mm-hmm. and so I'm looking at it. I think he was a junior when he declared for the draft. So he would have been. I 21. believe he came out early too. Yeah. I, so he would have been 21, 11. So he he would be 32 right now. Yeah. Like I'm sorry, nobody wants to take a chance on a 32 year old receiver who hasn't played in three years. I don't care what kind of shape you're in. There's a difference between football shape and just staying in shape there really is so i don't know it'll be interesting to see you know good luck to you percy if you if you uh can do this and get out of or get back into the league i guess now's the time to do it because the league is so chaotic Mm -hmm. but i just i just don't see it happening i agree because there's always somebody younger and cheaper out there Mm -hmm. absolutely um well, we I don't know if you have any other news, but we do have an announcement to make this week. Yeah, let's make our announcement now. It should be a lot of fun. So we, for those who have been following us on Twitter, which, by the way, we're super close to 400. Y'all need to make sure that you share our page, uh, encourage others to follow it, share the podcast so that others can find us. But we'll get to that in a minute. We uh, Last week, I posted on our Twitter page that we were planning on doing a, a year of Maction. Uh, sorry, hashtag Maction. And uh, what that's going to include, and what we're kind of the goal is here, is we want to interview on the show past or present coaches and players from each of the twelve Mac schools. We're going to do one Mac school a month, and we're going to cover different teams. We're not just going to cover football, basketball, baseball, softball. No, we want to try to cover soccer, swimming and diving. Um, hockey water polo water polo you know just these these uh ncaa sponsored sports we want to give them the opportunity to talk about their sport to talk about the success that they've had as a coach as a player the history of the program give them a platform to speak to the strength of the program and what it brings to the mid-american conference and and speaking of strengths this coach we have on here in a couple of weeks has some strengths and some successes. He's he's uh we're pretty excited for this one. So we have and I think 
I'm going to take credit for this one because I think it was mostly me. Yeah, you did. Because I, I was working while you're doing all this. The uh, so. Northern Illinois. We're, so our first, our first uh, school that we're picking is Northern Illinois University. And we kind of struck up a little bit of a back and forth with their track and field and cross country team on Twitter. Just had a little bit of an exchange. Uh, they posted a uh, wallpaper Wednesday kind of thing where if you submit your name by a certain time, they'll create a wallpaper on one of their jerseys. And everybody's seen those there. I always think they look really cool, but I've never been able to get in on one. I've always missed it because of work or whatever. So I, I put, I submitted our name for it uh, after I saw that, I think I saw that the Mid-American Conference had done it. And so Mm -hmm. I submitted our name as well. And then we just had a little bit of a back and forth. Um, They're tweeting at us. We're tweeting back at them. Then they follow us. And then their head coach follows us, the, the head cross country coach. And he's an assistant coach for the track and field team. So they, they both follow us. We start interacting a little bit. And so this next, or not this next week, but here shortly uh, in May, at the beginning of May, we're going to be having on Coach Adrian Myers, the head cross-country coach and assistant coach for track and field at Northern Illinois University. And I'm looking at some of the milestones he sent our Twitter. There's an impressive list of things here. They have, since he's been there, he's only been there five years. I'll just read some of these accomplishments. Seven individual MAC champions. 31 MAC cross country and track and field medalist, eight national qualifiers. They have had the program's first all American three MAC freshman of the year, two MAC performer of the year awards. And then just a whole, uh, 2020, he won the MAC indoor track and field assistant coach of the year. Um, 10 all academic athletes, five team academic all American athletes, and this is all just in Northern Illinois. He has accomplishments yeah. at Purdue, Marion University, IPUI, and uh, Zionsville High School down in Indy as well. This which is all just fun- the last five years. Yeah, I'm going to have fun talking with him about Zionsville because a good friend of mine is their lacrosse coach. Of course. You, of uh, course you know somebody down there. Jimmer, yeah. Why would so you'll meet, you'll meet him at the wedding. He's a good Perfect. Uh, but yeah, I, I told him we were going to be doing this. He wants me to tell uh, – Coach Myers, go Eagles. So I'll have to make sure I pass that along to yeah, him. Yeah, well, uh, please make sure you remember that because I'm sure uh, Coach Myers will appreciate that for sure. He'll pro- probably ask, how do you know Zionsville? So you know, mm-hmm. I go, yeah, my buddy's a lacrosse coach. But, but yeah, yes. we're definitely excited to have him on. We uh, He'll be our first Mac school. We've already had uh, Ricky Stokes on. You guys haven't heard that uh, that uh, conversation. was an incredible conversation. Mm-hmm. That was one of the more. I've done radio for a while here in Fort Wayne. I've interviewed some cool people. But that one was definitely up there with some of the stories we got. And I know Coach sure. Myers is going to have a lot of great stories as well because he's been he's been around at some conferences. You know, he's been in the Big Ten. He's been, of course, now in the MAC. So he's seen some things. He's seen some phenomenal athletes. He's had Olympic style athletes at Purdue. Um, so it'll be fun to kind of talk about that transition as well from you know conferences to conferences and schools to schools. Mm-hmm. But I think Northern Illinois kind of has a, a gem right now, and I don't think he'll be going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like I said, you know, the, inter- the interactions we've had with him on the Twitter page have been very cool. Uh, he actually, I don't know, did he actually follow you back? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So he, I mean, he follows both of our personal accounts. Um, he's been liking some of the stuff I've been tweeting and I'm just like, this is just a super cool thing because he just seems like such a chill guy. Yeah. 
And I'm super pumped to just, have, like you said, have that interaction, talk about his background, you know, traveling the country. I want to ask him outside of Northern Illinois, his favorite places to eat in the Mac, things like that. So mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're super excited for coach Myers to come on the show to help us kick off the year of Maction. If you guys know anybody or have any contacts at any, or of the, anybody in mind. Yeah. Like, you know, at any of these institutions or whatever, even even if it's not affiliated with the Mac, we want to we want to bring guests on that you guys want to hear. Please, mm-hmm. please let us know. Help us get in contact with them. The more that we can get on, the more that we can talk about people that you guys want to hear. I know the happier sure. you'll be. The more that we'll get out of it, and it's just a good time for everybody. So. Absolutely, I'm, I'm going to reach out to a few people down in Muncie. The few people that I know that are still there. Mm-hmm. Of course, I've been gone for a few years, so all my friends are gone from the athletic department. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm going to reach out down there and see who I can get. Uh, so I was thinking about maybe reaching out to Joel Gadette, who's kind of the voice of Ball State sports. That'd be great fun to talk to. Yeah, that'd be. Uh, awesome. He's been there for he was there forever, or still is there. Okay, uh, but he's he's a good guy. Um, but yeah, let us know who you know in the MAC conference. You know, like to like so we want to try to get a coach from every conference or a player or whoever, ex player, current player. Yeah, I mean, you know, it may I, be. I know I joked with you about maybe getting Trisha Cullip on from Toledo, but mm-hmm. I think you know I'd love to have her and. Big ambition, Frank Solich from OU. Sure, that would be. And then I got mentioned too. My high school football coach was a captain at Western Michigan football. Yeah, and you know I'll reach out to Coach Kirshner. I'm sure he'd come on for a few minutes. So, so he was a two year captain there. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. No, that'd be Mm -hmm. super awesome to to get those perspectives from different schools because I feel like you and I talk about Ball State and Toledo a lot because well that's that's what we know, but I think it's going to be really interesting to get perspective. And to kind of highlight these other schools that we're not as familiar with and these other programs we're not familiar with, you know, I'm not overly familiar with like the water polo team from Western Michigan, for example. So -hmm. it's going to be really interesting to dive into other sports and to kind of give them a chance to, you know, talk about their platform and what they do. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Absolutely. And that's one thing too, before the center, before we talk to coach Myers, I have to sit down with Faith, my fiance, because she ran uh, track at the university of Montana. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to figure out what I should talk about the questions <laughs> because you know, I don't run. So I mean, you've does, already told she, me your first question. So I did. And that's going to be a lot of fun. And, uh, but I'm going to sit down with her and say, all right, I need some track terminology. I need some cross country terminology. Sure. Yeah. She has a state championship at Bozeman high school. She mm-hmm. ran at Montana. Like, all right. I got to know some things. Yeah, so no, we'll have to make uh, that happen. It, I'm sure you and I will both have to sit down with her and, and discuss that. Yeah, uh, just kind of get an idea. Maybe we'll bring her around and have her ask a question or something like that. You know, honestly, uh, if she wants to come on, that would be super awesome. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, because I mean, they, they them two could just talk, and I'm cool with that. Yeah, absolutely. So, but yeah, that'll be coming up here in a few weeks. Uh, we still got a few things in the works. We're gonna be reaching out to some people here in the next couple of days. Uh, everybody's kind of everything's kind of everything's kind of hectic right now. Mm-hmm. You know, coaches are all over right now trying to keep informed of their players and recruiting, and you know, it's just a crazy time. But we're still gonna try to. Uh, Get a few people here and there uh, as we continue, but uh, we'll have a lot to talk about here the next next week with the NFL draft tomorrow. Yep. Uh, we can do a little more insight because I'm sure we will be continue to talk to Coach Myers on Twitter here. I'm sure we may have a couple more insights, a couple more cool things. If you guys have any questions you want us to ask him as well, please reach out to our DMs or tweet us directly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know our our joint account here, uh, College Connection Pod, Sports was it Pod? It's yeah, it's College, College Sport Pod. It's College Sport Pod or my personal uh, account at Ruffin55, and you need to change yours by this <laughs> time next week. Yeah, uh, Captain I Captain Shear. <laughs> so, 
we'll uh but yeah i guess tweet us out you know tweet us anything see what we can ask see you know people who you want to see questions you want us to ask uh if you are an athlete you know and tell us a story about your you know when you ran track or cross country or something like that it'll be a lot of fun it'll be a lot of fun uh fan interaction as well which i think is really cool really important here right now everybody's sitting at home bored i know i am i'm working from home and i'm still bored mm-hmm. and so i catch myself scrolling twitter nine hours out of the day it seems like and nothing changes well yeah so, i mean i mean it's the same you know a meme here a, a small sports update here like it's just i'm it's still the seeing the constant disappointing julian edelman memes that are fantastic oh, well you the keep, you keep sending those hysterical. to me and it just breaks my heart because you know, Julian Edelman's a Mac guy, and I, I just I yeah. love I, I love Julian Edelman. I really do. Yeah. He's you know he he was probably my second favorite player in New England after Tom Brady, and it just yeah it breaks my heart knowing that he's like man I've got nothing around me. I'm gonna have to do this now. Like right. I I, I love Jules. Let's get him on the show. <laughs> Let's do that. We'll reach out. But well, uh, that's yeah. all I've got on my end, man. Cool, man. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much so so much for tuning in uh this is our 20th episode if you count oh, wow. last week's joint episode with uh the beard brothers so wow aj congratulations on helping me hit 20 i uh this hey, has been awesome it. and i'm looking let's, forward let's to hit those 400 20. followers too yeah let's uh so guys we'll if uh, more. if you if yeah we're we're so close to 400 if you find it in your heart and in your soul to follow us on twitter um don't tell us you found it in your heart and your soul just follow us we'd appreciate it we uh we really do want to hit that 400 and then 4000 and then 40000 so please help us help us grow we you know we can't do this without you guys we definitely appreciate the fan support the listener support aj we didn't actually talk about this yet but we have followers in ireland now like we people, do that's right people who are listening to us in ireland and i think that's honestly the coolest thing because they are actually passing the uk in terms of followers so there we, we are at 4% of our followers uh, via anchor.fm are from Ireland. So thank That's you to I our agree. Irish listeners. You guys are awesome. And, uh, and you guys, you guys always know to rate, review, subscribe yes. to our podcast. And if you're going to comment, our rule is always make it a real name, please. Mm-hmm. So Pretty you guys please. know the drill there. We really do appreciate that though. That does go a long way. Um, outside of that, man, I'm good. Cool. Well, thank you guys so much, like I said, for tuning in. We definitely appreciate it. And AJ, thank you so much for another great week. We will see you guys next week. All right, man. See you.